this is a Got Faded Minute. Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is a Got Faded Minute. And as you find folks know, Got Faded Minute is just like Got Faded Japan. Well, actually, now that I think about it, if Got Faded Japan was like Batman and Robin, a Got Faded Minute is just like a couple of Robins. <laughs> so yeah. that's what we have here, folks, a Got Faded Minute. And this is episode number seven. And uh, thank you very much for tuning in. And today I'm very happy, very, very happy to have the special guest, my good friend, new friend, What's your name? John D. Cesare. I did that just so I didn't have to say your last name. <laughs> uh, cool, man. All right. Thank you very much for coming into the show. Thanks for and, having me. And I got to say, thank you very much for bringing booze. You're the first guest to come here that actually brought booze. Really? Yeah. I usually oh. have to supply, so fucking, I'm way happy. Sweet. Mm. Awesome. And... You're here today because you have an amazing business. I mean, when people come to Japan, there's a lot of things that they do. A lot of people come to Japan and they start uh, teaching English or they get into like headhunting or some people get into marketing and stuff. And um, you're, you come here and you did something completely, completely different. I mean, oh, off the wall, very successful and very awesome. Thanks. What are you doing? Um, making, distributing and, uh, and selling umbrellas uh, in the Japanese market. I've been doing it for about almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been pretty tough. I mean, it, I was an English teacher when I first started too. And then mm -hmm. when I first came here and then I slowly began to, well, hold inventory, sell my designs. And then now we have like a national distribution agreement with some distributors and we have a variety of designs on sale. It's been good. It's been a good experience. I have a lifestyle business, basically. A lifestyle business. That's awesome, man. My lifestyle is podcasting and booze. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a good lifestyle. It's a great lifestyle. Works for me. Not financially. We need sponsors, by the way. <laughs> awesome, man. So, like, pretty much, like, whenever I think of, like, an umbrella, I, I think of, like, the original Model T. Like, it comes in every color, but you can only buy black, right? But you're, like, taking that whole idea, that whole concept, and just, like, throwing it out the window. Yeah, well, uh, maybe, uh, well, Japan is, like, maybe internationally probably the, the number one, um, uh, the number one market for umbrellas in the world because it's mm -hmm. just it's just so many people use umbrellas and, and parasols mm -hmm. so it's really incomparable then there's no other market that that really uh well you have so many umbrella consumers mm -hmm. that of like a middle range to a higher range of umbrella consumers so it's it's globally it's the number one market for umbrellas well so pretty much i mean you're like in like the, the center of like i mean the, the eye of the what am i thinking of the eye of the tornado or? sure sure for umbrellas it is it's it's number one and it's it's great it's uh there's well if you're you also do you know like uh t-shirts and you have your art as well it's just mm -hmm. it's such a good place to really sell things that are well unique mm -hmm. and uh people appreciate these kind of things it's just a really good clientele base in japan that's awesome that's awesome and i mean your umbrellas have amazing designs and stuff how do you come up with these designs that I don't. That's hard to explain. That's that's. Uh, I guess when I before I came to Japan, I had a this seashell shape umbrella design. Mm -hmm. When I was like a, an, uh, in university, I came up with this idea for design. And then when I came to Japan, I realized how big the umbrella market was. And then I said that uh, I decided to start uh, prototyping and looking for partners. And it worked out. It's just uh, it was a bit of lucky timing, meeting the right people, and mm -hmm. and just having a bit of luck with the prototyping. And that was good. That's really cool. That's really cool. So. Pretty much, how does one get like involved in like like umbrellas? I mean, did you go to like art school or did you go to design yeah. school or I mean, did your mother like make like like dresses? And you're like, you know, if I cut these dresses in half, I could have something really sexy. <laughs> my no, my 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 brother, myself. I have uh, family members who else are artists. I went to university, fine arts university in, in Toron Toronto. And there, oh, oh, you're from Toronto. From oh yeah, Toronto, yeah. yeah. So exactly, you're from Canada. You're from I'm Toronto. From Toronto, yeah. 
Dude, fucking A, man. I used to go to raves, like jungle parties in Toronto. Really? Yeah, I'm from Detroit. No, I mean, Toronto's a good place for that then. Yeah, just yeah. Montreal's pretty fun too, actually. But yeah, Toronto is a ball. For, like, Toronto's a good city. It's just cold and... and uh, I went to art school, mm-hmm. fine arts university, so I graduated from that. And graduating with a fine arts degree is entitles you to become like a security guard or. Well, if you're lucky, a, you can get a job. Security guard. I couldn't get anything when I graduated. <laughs> it's the most useless degree. So I kind of hit a wall. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I was a, trying to be a sculptor, and um, I really banged my head against that wall for a long time. Never really was a good sculptor, mm-hmm. and but I always had this idea for an umbrella. And then I kind of, I kind of hit the, yeah, you know, I was like kind of a quasi depressed. I had to get the hell out of Toronto, and most Torontonians just go to Acapulco for two weeks. And then they come back to their stupid Toronto hell, suburban hell. Acapulco? Yeah, that's typical Canadian, like, you know, style, you know. Get, oh, get some sun for two weeks and no. clear your head and then go back to work, eh? That kind uh, of shit. I was, I was always about going to Tijuana. I'm like, they got donkey shows there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never seen a donkey show. Donkey show, yeah. You don't want to be in the first two rows. It's like Marine Land. You get sprayed, man. No shit. Yeah, Acapulco. I gotta go back. Which one of your umbrellas? <laughs> yeah, so then I had a friend who was a mm-hmm. photographer. Mm-hmm. And she was in Kyoto uh, two years before I came, and then, she, you know, she was an artist, so she said, yeah, you gotta go to Japan, it's incredible, visual mm-hmm. arts, beautiful. Nice. So I came, and then I was interested in, I did bronze work, I worked at a bronze studio in Toronto, so I mm-hmm. did, like, bronze statues, so mm-hmm. I did, like, uh, we, I did a tour of Japan of looking at all the big Buddhas and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's great. There's a lot of beautiful, like, Buddhist, uh, well, sculpture and architecture so that was good and then i brought the idea for the umbrella and then i started prototyping and i met uh, a japanese company that i have our partners with now and mm-hmm. and it worked out okay it was but it was really tough it was really tough for me, so. god man all right what were some of the difficulties of starting your own business in japan because i mean starting your own company is really fucking difficult in your hometown but then when you go to like another country it's got to be 10 times worse I, I mean do you speak japanese i do now but when i first started the business i had a Oh, I just say the liaison, an assistant, you know, somebody who's going to talk Japanese and write emails for you and read emails for you. And yeah, I call her my wife. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, my personal assistant <laughs> that fucks me. <laughs> but that's perfect, especially for a small business because mm. it's free labor, you know, and she works with uh, you for you. I don't know you, what you mean about free. Yeah, you got to pay. I pay for her. You got to pay later on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She's an S&M. It sucks. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, that's how it started. And then I didn't speak. And then so. The, I think many people don't take you seriously mm-hmm. because um, they think that you're just a foreigner here for sh- the short term. Mm-hmm. And so many people, I find that they don't trust you for like the first four or five years to just keep you at arm's length. And then they're like, while oh. you're working with them or well, because, well, yeah, when they establish partnerships, they, they, they really do judge you. They don't want to establish partnerships with people. That's the thing about Japanese companies that I think is different than foreign companies uh-huh. that they, they, when they establish a partnership, they want to, establish a partnership for the distance they don't mm. want to have just a, a short-term partnership that's going to fall out and then just you know and end up causing more trouble well it's part of the culture here people work at a company for like like 50 years exactly. before exactly they think about another job exactly <laughs> yeah so it takes a while for them to to become partners with them but once mm. you do become partners with them you, you'll you'll probably be with them for the long term and they'll back you up in the future if you do have difficulties and that that kind of happened and <laughs> like, it's been broke <laughs> it's about as difficult as it gets. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, it was tough, man. Mm. It was tough. It's, it's it's the economy. I mean, after the earthquake, mm-hmm. nobody was buying umbrellas after the earthquake. Man. Oh, that's right. You're here during the earthquake, huh? Yeah, man. Nobody bought umbrellas that summer. <clears throat> oh, dude. Oh, man. Get this. We had an art show. Like it was like me, Adam three. Was Sig there? I'm not sure. Like a couple other like like Vader's and stuff. 
we had this huge art show that we invested all this time and money and stuff into, right? Except for like April or something, what? Well, no, it was like March, wait, that March 11th, March 12th. Yeah, it was Seriously? the day after the earthquake. Oh, and like everybody was freaking out. They're calling me and something like, John, we got to cancel, we got to cancel. I'm like, dude, are you crazy? Nobody's working, nobody's doing nothing, everybody's gonna come. Guess what? Nobody came. Nobody came. <laughs> nobody came. Nobody came. There's, like, there's like six of us, and we're all just like sitting around. And actually, no, there's like 12. There's 12 of us. We're all just sitting around at this table. And it was surrounded by all our arts. Only the artists showed up and shit. We're just sitting there drinking by ourselves, enjoying the little tremors and shit. You know, it was yeah. like, yeah, this sucks. Like okay, crazy. I'll tell you what, I'll buy my work if you buy mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine's more expensive. My friend had an event on the 13th at a bar, like a live show, and the same thing happened, and he was really promoting it, like, pulling the hell out of it, and then mm. nobody came. But you gotta have, you gotta go out, I mean, you can't let the earthquakes win, you gotta... Yeah, huh? totally, totally. We've been experiencing quite a few, like, little earthquakes yeah. there in the last couple of weeks. You know what? A lot of people, like, a lot of new people are scared of them and stuff, but... I kind of enjoy them. You know, I'm like, oh, earthquake. And the thing is, if I can catch them in time, I like to lay on the ground and shit because I got a bad back <laughs> and the shaking on the floor and stuff, I, I, I'm almost positive. It kind of like helps align my back a little bit. Yeah, it's good. Dude, do it next time. It's next like time a... you're like, oh, 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 this could be the big one. Get on the <laughs> just ground, the ground and... Everybody else is under tables and shit. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a massage chair. Oh, dude, it's awesome, man. It's free. Mm. Cool, man. That's great. And so... Let's see here. So you came to Japan and stuff, and you started working and stuff, and then also you started like doing the umbrella business. Yep. Why umbrellas? Yeah, I don't know why. Because uh, I guess because I was I'm a I was a bad sculptor, a sculptor, and I just really thought umbrellas were kind of sculptural, and mm -hmm. uh, so I just had a lot of ideas focused in there, mm -hmm. in that that kind of the ribs and the fabric kind of thing going on, and then and they just worked out. I mean, I had a couple, I made a couple prototypes, and then the once the partnership began. We were able to make more prototypes, and then, it, you know, it was it was a kind of a just a. It was really weird. I didn't really plan this either, so I, I don't know how I ended up here. But it it's been good. It's been it's been a living anyway. You know, what I mean, I, we're awesome. not. Yeah, it was a struggle for a while there. Mm. But uh, well, know. what kind of struggles did you have? <coughs> I mean, I Excuse mean, me. okay, the earthquake. Nobody bought umbrellas. Nobody bought anything except for bottled water and I don't know futon. Yeah. What the. Well, for me, it was making the transition from being a, a teacher at that time to, mm. well, having your own business and, well, with making items and whatever it is, fashion, whether you're doing hats, accessories, t-shirts, whatever, you have to hold inventory yeah. at a certain point, and then you're going to distribute that shit. So you have to actually lay out some money for inventory before people buy it, you know what mm. I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And in Japan, they do consignment a lot, it means they don't, they don't buy it, they'll hold it in the shop, and then if they sell it, they'll pay you for the sold ones, you know what I mean? Maybe you've probably done something like that, you like loan them the items, and then... Yeah, it's like, like newspapers or magazines, it's the same, same thing. Exactly. So there's a point where you start growing, growing pains is like, how much money do I have to buy a certain number of, of units of whatever I'm selling, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> that risk of how much capital do I have, and how much inventory do I have, and will it move, and if it doesn't move, what am I going to do for the next three to six months that's that kind of stuff you know wow. there's a lot of really tight it was a lot of tight months man it was like a lot of times where it just didn't really i wasn't sure if it was going to work out like, what the fuck am i doing yeah oh totally <laughs> totally what the hell am i doing here yeah. but it was it, it but that's the thing i think especially with your your you do a lot of creative stuff too i mean like you have a vision a long-term vision and even though you know maybe this show may have not whatever this particular art show you had on that particular time didn't go that mm -hmm. well but it, you learn from it and then you go forward mm -hmm. And then it informs you as you move forward to the next uh, project or whatever it is, right? Oh, yeah. It's just basically building steps, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you do one thing, you know, you get a little bit bigger, you do something else, get a bit bigger and stuff like that. But, I mean, 
with umbrellas and stuff. It just seems so unique, you know? I mean, everybody makes a t-shirt, right? So, I mean, the thing is with a t-shirt is, I mean, you can sell them anywhere, right? But umbrellas, you can't really sell them at, like, I mean, you can't go to, like, uh, let's say, um, a punk rock shop. Well, I guess you can buy an umbrella at a punk rock shop. I guess well, you could have made a cool one. You like, in the collaboration with somebody, like, did, like, some sort of spray paint, like, graffiti-style type. You could do, do you that. Do you do collaborations? Like, yeah, I do collaborations. Do you collab- design all the umbrellas? Uh, well, my, my, my themes are, like, they're, like, more sculptural. The shapes are unique. Mm-hmm. So the fabrics I put on them, it's, uh, I can use, like, pattern fabrics or plain fabrics uh-huh. or the, whatever printed fabrics. Uh-huh embroidered stuff so it, it, when you do collaboration I like to work mm. with illustrators and artists and stuff like that people have like a unique vision and mm. you know illustration I mean collaborations can be small like make whatever like a, for like one shop if it's mm. a cool shop let's make a special item for that shop because they're cool mm-hmm. and they'll put it in the display case and then it'll you know it'll be out there and it just generates buzz right so yeah. you might not make a lot of money off it per unit but it'll generate buzz for mm. the brand and it, that sends it back to your site mm. and that goes back into the whole promotion publicity thing that you're trying to build that's awesome. That's awesome. What kind of shops do you sell your umbrellas at? Uh, select shops, like high-end select shops. Oh, um, really? Which part of Tokyo? Uh, um, All over the place? Like yeah. Sando, Oyama, Shibuya. Sando, Aoyama. We had one in Aoyama. I don't know if they're still doing it. We have, we have uh, Shib- uh, Shibuya, Roppongi, Ginza. Ginza's... Ginza Ooh, for high-end stuff. Ginza? That's oh, nice. Ginza's ground central for like selling luxury goods. That's the... You could get people to pay Mental anything. Mental note, sell self in Ginza. Yes, <laughs> you can sell it. Sell got bit in Japan. We've got stickers. <laughs> For sure, man. You can do, sell anything in Ginza at a crazy price, at a good price. If, if it's, but this, this, the buyers in Ginza are really strict. Mm. And, you know, they have a lot of rules that they have to... Well, what kind of rules do they have? They're like, no Jews. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, get, I gotta have Sean sell the shop now. <laughs> God damn it. They have, well, they have rules like, okay, like if I sell them an umbrella, then it's not gonna blow up in the customer's face. But, which, you know, you know, product liability rules, you know, risk. Uh-huh. So nobody gets injured, their hand doesn't get cut. Because uh-huh. it's all department store versus department store. They're like <laughs> gangs, and they, uh, you know, this department store's got better customer service, and this customer's store and if, if I sell a product that's going to fail mm-hmm. then that department store is going to get angry at me because their department store has got a better product mm-hmm. so you know there's a lot of it's just for retail it's really competitive there's so many it's cutthroat there's like so wow. many it's fun though I mean you really if you got a product that you're an artist yeah. art art galleries can be kind of pretentious sometimes oh my god dude you have you know no I mean? idea and here in Tokyo I think New York's kind of catching up to that style, but here in Tokyo, you, you, you gotta pay. You gotta pay, or you gotta buy that space or whatever. So it's like, we're and you gotta thank them for buying the space too. I never, uh, I never do. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it just seems like that. Like they're just yeah. so pretentious, right? Totally, totally, man. Yeah, but, no, no, our gallery is a totally different world. I don't mm. even want to get into that, dude. I can talk forever and stuff. That's this why show's I, about you right now. Well, that, well, that's why selling the items is so fun. You know what I mean? Like, mm. if you put your things out anywhere, whatever mm. the shop is, mm. uh, whatever it's, if it's a skate shop or a punk shop or even a fancy Ginza shop, mm. just to see your shit move is fun. It's just like, yeah. That's true, man. That's pretty awesome. That's a really, really nice, nice experience, you know what I mean? To have your stuff move, even though you might have wanted to be a wanted to be a famous artist at some fancy schmancy gallery like yeah it's nice nice to see that your, your stuff moves and wait, 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 hold on a second uh, folks that that sound that you're hearing is actually box wine being poured i'm not pissing my pants <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about it that's exactly what it sounds like it i'm just like, like oh god not again dude now like episode 77 <laughs> fuck is that, what, is that what happened in episode no comment no comment no 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 that, that episode disappeared scatology yeah something like that <laughs> 
But anyway, yeah, seeing your stuff move is totally awesome. Mm. I mean, that's, that's really cool. It's actually really cool to see people actually, like, I mean, yeah. Have you gotten to the point where you're walking down the street and you're like, maybe, I, I don't know, wait, are you married? Yeah. You're married. Yeah. You're, you're like with your wife or whatever. And all of a sudden you look over, you're like, hey, look over there. Do you see your umbrella? Yeah, it took a long time. <laughs> I, I, I was, I've been, I had been selling them for like 10, oh, it's been almost 10 years. It's been nine and a bit years. Mm. But I didn't see my own umbrella on the street until like, uh, Two years ago, and I was oh, like, shit. it just blew my mind. I was like, wow, that's, that's mine. That person bought that, and it was just so nice. It was really good, a good mm. feeling. But, dude, what did you do? Did you run up to that person, hug them? You're like, listen, you just made my day. I took a picture. Honey, of- I can kiss her. It's okay, right? Not cheating. Right? <laughs> she owns the umbrella, and, and you're more pretty. <laughs> I, I, I kind of stalked her, and then I took a picture of her from behind and put it on Twitter or something like that. Oh, nice, dude. That's fucking yeah. dope, dude. I give my shirts away and I never see anybody wear them, except for my, like, two friends. <laughs> but how long have you been selling shirts? Long time? Uh, actually, I'm practically sold out, but I, I um, not, not saying that's good, it's because I give them all away, right? Because my friends are like, dude, I want a shirt. I'm like, here, take three. I make no money off any of them, dude. I, I, you know, I lost so, so much cash. But I've been doing that for, like, maybe three years, I think. Yeah, I think that's... I think my shirts, not the Got Fitted shirts. Got Fitted shirts, yeah, we always sell those. Right. Except for the one to my mom, I had to buy that one. <laughs> actually, I think I bought my own Got Fitted shirt, too. Yeah. Kind of took the shot about that. But yeah, you, you know what? You see around long enough, you're going to probably see people wearing your stuff for sure. I mean, like, it, mm. three years is actually a really short time when you think about it. And even so is ten years, like, when you got a, a brand or you're trying to build a brand or mm-hmm. company. Especially in fashion, like you have these... In Japan, you have these old European money fashion houses, and they're <laughs> focusing on Japan because there's a huge clientele of people who pay big money for mm-hmm. for bags or leather goods or shoes or whatever. So you have all these big fashion houses in here focusing yeah. on the market here. Well, see, that's the thing about Japan is even though the economy has been bad, supposedly, but, I mean, you, you go downtown, you, you even leave my neighborhood and stuff like that, walk around, you see people like... like Doing their their daily chores and shit with walking around with like Louis Vuitton bags For and stuff, sure. you know. Yeah. No, there's a huge middle class. It's our yeah. Canada and the states. Our middle mm-hmm. class has shrunk a lot in the past. Who knows? I don't know. Because yeah, we got rid of all the factories. Got rid of everything. Yeah, pretty much. The middle mm-hmm. class. There's nothing to do for work, but in here, there's a still, it's also the same thing, shrinking middle class, but it's still much bigger than when compared to like North America anyway. Mm-hmm. So you can sell them cool stuff at a better than average price if you if you have a good product. I mean. That's awesome, and you have an amazing product. Thanks. So, by the way, by the way, before because I mean we've been drinking and stuff. <laughs> Surprise! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what, what's the name of your company, and how can people get in touch okay. with you? It's uh, De Cesare Designs. It's uh, how can they get in touch if you Google it? If you want to Google it, you have to spell it. Say D I C E S A R E. And just put in that and then put umbrella and then you'll find it. It's a top hit. Cool. Very cool. And yeah, it's an umbrella company and then you'll, yeah, the website is has all the events and stuff and all the shows and the shops that we're in. Cool. You guys have events too? Yeah. That's, it, umbrellas are really, it's really seasonal. Mm. Uh, so in the what winter. What are your biggest seasons? It's just the spring. It's the spring from, it starts to slope up around March, the wave, but then it really hits around June. Oh wow! So yeah. basically, right now you're just like like amping up. For amping like, like, up, yeah. Wow, that's totally. amazing. And then you know, some winter is a bit quieter, but you know, hopefully, I'll be able to make some I don't know different accessories in the future. Try to expand it. Really? Because I thought like winter would be kind of big for you. Because like when I first came to Japan, it was in October, right? It was like right after my my twenty fourth birthday or whatever. 
I came here, and, and basically the first thing I noticed was it started snowing, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's snowing. It's beautiful. And I, I went outside. And I saw all these people with umbrellas. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing with umbrellas? Oh, they use the umbrellas so they don't the get sun. snow on them, huh? There you go. So, yeah. So, in Japan, people will, like, use umbrellas for for winter. So, right. I, I figured that would be kind of like a boom for you. You do have a bit in, like, uh, before, what, October, November is a little blip. But it's, like, it's rainy season is... Uh, what is it? What's, August? Yeah, I don't know. So you use like oh, that's five, uh, May, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right before summer hits. It's just that rainy season, right? And so mm-hmm. people will buy, especially women. Women are a big clientele. They'll buy their umbrellas around April to June. End mm-hmm. of June. Because that's when all the new umbrellas come out. Yeah. So they want to have the, the new fancy ones with the latest trendy fabrics or whatever. What kind of fabrics do you use? Is it vinyl? Uh, yeah, well, umbrellas usually uh, usually polyester or vinyl. Um, oh my god speaking of vinyl if you have like do you have a record design a record design umbrella no i do not have a record design umbrella that's fuck i mean yes you do copyright (laughs) copyright that shit right now (laughs) yeah yeah i saw that on your website it's amazing (laughs) i love it (laughs) my work yeah yeah yeah. okay let's not give away any other cool stuff okay that's all we're gonna talk about that one (laughs) i don't edit the show i mean i I just like uh, basically what we do is we record we put it up and stuff like that okay because i think like editing is for pussies you know like oh don't worry i'll edit this that racist shit out you know no 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 no. we're like fucking like a a semi-truck fucking like we're like movie speed (laughs) we're going way faster than 60 miles an hour like speed on coke (laughs) speed on coke (laughs) (laughs) pun now intended (laughs) oh man that's awesome yeah we we also have cotton parasols (laughs) parasols you can make them out of fancier material put frills on them and stuff like that oh wow yeah so you got like frills and stuff do you do like kind of like crimping or anything like that or Um, we do like lots of fancy lacy stuff uh, we do uh, frills and yeah, anything like whatever makes it look delicate and dainty and feminine. That nice. way, we can ask for a nice big price from the Ginza client. Oh, that's really cool. And they're really picky people. Oh, dude, I can imagine. I can imagine. I I, I got a friend that works in um some kind of like high brand fashion company or whatever. Yeah. And like um, how was it? Yoyoji Yamamoto? Um, yeah, I know that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a high, oh, for sure, yeah. high brand Japanese yeah, company, very fashion company, brand. right? Yeah, friend for work. Oh, really? Yeah, so she works there. She doesn't work in like the factory, the company, or anything like that. She works at the shop, right? And she's like a this designer kind of creative end. No, 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 no. She sells she the sells clothes. She's in the shop. She's like a saleswoman, right? Uh-huh. And like, yeah, the stories that she says is just like fucking unbelievable. Where like people just like they're they're ultra arrogant. Yeah, right? there's a lot of yeah. Yeah, because I mean, because I mean, you buy a shirt. I mean. <laughs> Well, another one of my friends that works in like a similar shop like that gave me a pair of socks for my birthday, right? And and fucking like I was like, oh, it's my birthday. Hey, thank you for the socks. This is great. Thank you very much. She had no idea that she was offending me, right? Because I was like, socks. What, what the fuck does this mean, right? But the socks came from a company that was so expensive, oh, a yeah, high brand yeah. company that I showed it to the missus and she goes, oh, those socks probably cost about forty bucks. I was like, forty bucks for socks? Yeah. Eventually, I put holes in them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's <laughs> jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like a lot of it's like in this, if you're selling things in Japan, there's so many rules and regulations that you won't find in other markets. Like uh, if, an umbrella, you don't have to really test the thing in other markets. It's just like assume that it works and you 
put on sale in whatever Europe or North America. But in Japan, there's like rules with umbrellas. You gotta tell me some of these rules. Oh, you gotta test it, make sure that it's <coughs> well, it's not gonna you know leak. It's you gotta make the the frame is strong or whatever. All these kind of things. When, how, do you, how do you get something like like certified? There's an <coughs> umbrella testing organization. They they test... get the fuck out of butts, dude. For are you sure. serious? Yeah, for sure. Oh, dude, are you, you serious? Yeah. So you, yeah. you submit the umbrella, and they're like, yeah, it works, it works. It's like those times they hit him in the head. They're like, <laughs> he's not bleeding, but he's injured. I don't know. Give him a check for that motherfucker. They that's probably who knows how they. Test, but there's like a rain test, there's like a wind test, and frame test. I would love, dude. That would be like the awesomest job. We're like, that's your job. That's that's your thing. That's what they do. They're like, like, oh, we got a new umbrella. Call the umbrella guy, and all of a sudden your pager goes off. For sure. Because <laughs> I mean, the umbrella guy's gotta have a pager. For sure. For sure. Emergency <laughs> testing. Oh shit. Oh, hold on. I'll be right back. I got a very important phone call. <laughs> Oh, that's insane, dude. But for any product, uh, if you're selling uh, shoes or hats and stuff, like mm -hmm. the department stores will totally, they're really picky. They'll look at you and say, like, what, you know, like, how do we know that this is actually, you're going to deliver this and make sure that the customer is not going to have a problem with this product in like six to 12 months. Damn, dude. So it's really insane. picky. Compared wow. to other markets, it's really, the level's really high in terms of regulations. Can you charge more because of that? Oh, for sure. The department stores, if, you, if you're in a good department store, mm. yeah, you, you should have confidence in what you're selling and put a good price on it because... Uh, no, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, there's like the certified umbrellas and the uncertified umbrellas. And you're like, hey, hey, we're not like those, those convenience store, like little see-through ones. No, 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 Okay, no. yeah, well, in terms of certification, yeah, I guess so. I mean, if it's in, on sale at a department store, then mm -hmm. the customers assume that it's already passed all that stuff. The customers will mostly judge it on, like, is it nice or does it suit their taste or is it a nice brand interesting story mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's more that's where the story gets you get into the story more like if you're selling a t-shirt mm -hmm. who are you what's your vision why mm -hmm. should i buy it mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. how do you get your money out of their pocket then that's that's the fun part oh that's pretty insane hey do you believe in the thing where like if you open an umbrella indoors it's bad luck <laughs> no i don't you don't no i don't no i don't <laughs> i gotta I, ask I, it man because i fucking i never open an umbrella because i'm so superstitious dude i'm like retardedly superstitious dude i mean it's fucking ridiculous yeah, i open an umbrella every day at least like 20 times in my house so i i hope it's not true because i oh a big god I, I did it once i started losing my hair and shit i'm like fuck dude now i know why but fucking like how did that? How did that superstition come about? Did somebody do that once and he like poked on his mom's eye or some shit? He's like, oh fuck, it's because of the umbrella. There was a, a yeah, actually no, there was there was a, a British king and somebody Indonesia. Some, oh, Indonesia. Some king, some Indonesian king, Asian king, for a Southeast Asian guy, gave this guy an umbrella as a gift, and he died like three days later, and because it was open in his house, so then that's where the no, that's shit. where it comes from. Umbrellas are bad luck. Wow, that's amazing. It's a really old story. It's like 600, 500, 600 years old. It's like really old. How old are umbrellas? I had no oh, idea they're like 600 years old. <laughs> like, holy Jesus. Uh, since the Egyptians. Or the, but probably the first paper umbrellas were like in China with wow. oil-covered oil paper umbrellas. But that's like at least, right. Jesus, a thousand years. Maybe more. No, thousands of years, man. Thousands, of, yeah, yeah, Egyptians, yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. Jesus! But there wasn't, it wouldn't have been like a folding umbrella. Probably like a, some sort of a structure with some slave holding it over some royal person. Oh, that's and, right, the feathers. Damn, dude. So you're like kind of like maintaining and carrying on this old ancient traditional arts. Like if the aliens come and stuff, the aliens are like, 
We come for the old wise one. They'll come for you, dude. <laughs> like, you're like me. You're like, yeah. You're the umbrella guy. Um, umbrella industry is like any industry. There's always somebody and their uncle with a fucking crazy idea or some, some shifty guy who's going to copy somebody else on that idea. It's just like any other industry. But there's a lot of... Uh, shifty kind of people it's like a generalist industry it's which is kind of fun about it like mm. like if you go to like shoemaking it's yeah like really specialized for leather and stuff mm. you got like people you have need leather craftsmen umbrellas like that too but if you have like a, a general found basis of like a foundation of like i don't know producing items you know how to make mm -hmm. an object or a sculpture or a painting mm -hmm. you probably know a little bit about bringing something to a finalized state when it, as an object yeah if you have that kind of skill you can get in you can make a job in umbrellas i'm not encouraging it it's you probably won't make much money but mm. wow that's so interesting so <laughs> no i'm serious man i mean umbrellas and stuff i mean mm, when I, when I heard about you and what you're doing and stuff, I was like, there's an umbrella guy. And then when I went to your website, I'm like, there's an umbrella guy. <laughs> there's a, I got to get in touch with the umbrella guy. You know, I made it the mission, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I got in touch with the umbrella guy. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it's, it's awesome, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. What about the future? What, what are you going to do? Like, is it kind of like hush-hush and stuff? No, or? there's no hush-hush. It's, it's up until now. It's it's honestly been a real huge struggle. And I wasn't even sure if it was going to work out. And, and I'm still not sure if it's going to work out. You never know what's going to happen in the next year. Who knows what's going to happen. And But it's it, now I'm... I'm a bit. I'm, a, I'm feeling. I gotta. I gotta. I'm a bit safer than I was where I, like a two years ago. And now mm. I can concentrate on the business and focus more on controlling inventory and stuff mm. like that and expanding the business. And and I, we're gonna expand. We we just expanded into the UK, which was cool. That was fun. So awesome. Yeah, they do have a lot of rain there. Yeah, exactly. Last year was crazy too. Yeah, there's a lot of rain in the UK. Second to Japan, maybe. I think the UK is a big mar number, second biggest market, mm. and then after that maybe the states. I would say Seattle. What about S Vancouver too? There's S a lot of rain there. Exactly, the state Seattle. We just uh, yeah, there's like Seattle um, umbrella companies that we're talking to as well. Yeah, so it's there's a lot of potential, but in terms of like American North Americans, we don't use umbrellas like Japanese people. Like everybody's got an umbrella in this country, right? Dude, I've got like ten umbrellas. Then again, all my cool umbrellas I've lost. Because I was going to ask you, I was like, hey, can I get a discount? Like, Andrew Clay, Dice Clay style. Dude, I'll say yeah, man. <laughs> well, really? Sweet, dude. I For totally sure. appreciate it. But I, I, I got to warn you, man. Like, all my awesomes. Okay, I got my umbrella straight. Get this. All right. <clears throat> the folks know. I did a homestay when I first came here. I stayed at my friend's parents' house, right? And, and my friend's dad, his stepdad, is like really, really old. He's done like all sorts of weird, shady stuff in his past. He's got all these connections and stuff. He's got like multiple businesses from one job to another or whatever. And this guy, he gave me this awesome umbrella. It was like this, this old umbrella that was all made of wood and stuff. And the handle yes. was like this like... Sculpture kind of thing. It was like, it was a duck's bill. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, a good it was, handle. It was a really nice, a nice... It was all wooden and stuff. Was it painted and, or was it like kind of like a wood No, it was, stain like, it was like a normal... Thing. Yeah, it was like wood. It was like this color. It was like a light wood and stuff. But it was like... Yeah. It was really, really nice. Sure. And of course, my dumb ass, as soon as I get him, I'm like, hey, thanks a lot, whatever. And like like two weeks later, I'm drunk on the train, leaving the train, leaving and it out there. you left it on the train. I left it on the train. And Dude. and fucking, I didn't know there was like a like a place in the Shibuya station where I could get it back or whatever. Yeah. And fucking before I knew it, it was gone. I've done that with mine too. I've left mine on a train in a drunken <laughs> haze and then just like totally regretted it the next day. Yeah, the, JR, yeah. JR connects, collects millions, literally, a year of umbrellas. Like millions of umbrellas that are forgotten on trains and can in train stations. Can you recycle an umbrella? Like maybe like sure. I, I guess I guess. Well, how can you recycle them? If it's a well-made umbrella, you you could just like I don't know. You could just 
look at it and see if the ribs are cool. If the ribs are good, it's good. If there's a, a hole in the canopy, you can re even replace a f one of the panels in the canopy. Those crappy vinyl umbrellas, I mean, they're really disposable. You can mm -hmm. buy them for like 100 yen. 100 yen shops got umbrellas, right? Yeah, but they're so small. But they're so terrible. I remember I bought an umbrella once at... I bought an umbrella at 7-Eleven. It was a windy day and I, was, I had no umbrella. It was like a, I bought the vinyl one, the 500 yen one, and I, and I went outside. And it, before I even left the parking lot, the thing broke. Oh, when like inverted? Or yeah, whatever? just no. The, the rib just bent forward and down because of the, the the wind, and then I went back in. The guy changed it for free. But yeah, those things are disposable. Mm. But if it's a well-made umbrella, yeah, you can pass that thing on to your your children for God's sakes. So. Oh God, it's like a switchblade or a flask. Kinda, it kinda. can last forever. A razor, yeah. Kinda, yeah. You could, and some of them you got to replace the canopy. Oh God. Maybe my friend's dad thought of me as like his like his like adopted son and shit. He's like, I'm giving you the umbrella. Dude, I'm, like, I'm like, thanks a lot, man. You know, I'm fucking next thing I know, I'm fucking drunk and shit. Oh, no, man. but that happens. It happens. Everybody forgets on a train. It's just it's such a common story. Oh, it's dude, it was story. such a nice umbrella. Not yeah. as nice as yours, though, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> thanks, dude. Oh, dude, that's amazing, though, man. Fucking hey. So, okay, so in the future, what about what about uh, advertising? Do you do any advertising and stuff like a magazine? Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, of course, I, not commercials. Well, do you do commercials? Uh, yeah, we were in some TV commercials, too. We were in, like, uh, okay, for example, magazines. What happens mm. is, uh, see, the magazines need cool stuff because mm. the girls want to know what the cool stuff is. That's why they buy the magazines. So if this oh, magazine... Yeah. If my if magazine A doesn't have the cool shit, then I'll go to magazine B because they got the cool shit. So you have stylists that work for each magazine, and they're looking for cool things, and then they'll call you and say, "I want your cool thing," and we're gonna get a model, and they're gonna go over there and take a picture with it, and then it'll be in this spread, and then you give it to them, right? And then they nice. put it in the magazine. But it all comes back to the site. If, without, I would not be here without online. No, no, I mean, everything needs online. I mean, fucking, dude, exactly. everything is online for sure. So without that, I, I would not be here. First of all, I don't think I would have came to Japan without learning about uh, whether Eon or Berlitz or what was that? What was the Usagi? What was Coco, that? Gaba. God, what was it? Nova. Nova back Nova. in the day, man. You know, I, I learned, I was in the forums looking at which one was the, the shitty one and which one was the good one to work for. And I thought Eon was good and whatever, man. Yeah, you, I wouldn't have learned about the details about Japan without online. But now the business online has, is really important, of course. Oh, I thought you were going to totally just like flip the strip and talk about porno for a second. Right? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, totally I was waiting for it, dude. I was like, I, I've got like 10 jokes lined up. I was like, oh, dude, I got him now. <laughs> Conversation no, switches over. Folks, you thought that was about umbrellas, huh? <laughs> we're going to get nerdy. <laughs> No, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. I totally agree. You can't go anywhere without, like, the internet and stuff and knowing sure. about what's going on and stuff like that. So the, your your main focus, your main point of, like, advertising is the website. Online, yeah. Online yeah. is big. <laughs> so, like, for example, if somebody's in Japan, right, and, like, uh, they're, like, they, they, maybe they're, they're uh, looking for, like, an umbrella. Maybe they're just looking for, like, like uh, summer or spring accessories, right? So they type in accessories or something like that. And you, will your site show up or like eventually will show up like through a couple of multiple like like uh, what's it called spider websites or something? Or? Yeah, like if you like were to Google uh, unique umbrella in Japanese or like uh, oshare like fashionable umbrella in Japanese, mm -hmm. then like will come up pretty high. Mm. Um, yeah, in Japan we got we have a bit of a reputation. It's been our startup market. Like this is where I started. I didn't do this stuff in Canada. There's no, mm. People don't buy umbrellas in Canada. <laughs> So yeah, this is yeah. If you do the use those search terms with like a unique, different umbrella or Japanese made, you'll find it. 
But yeah, it, it's uh, online is definitely when you you set your site up, you use your what search terms, your key terms, you try to focus on. What do you those Google bots that kind of look up and you know? Yeah, yeah, we love the Google bots, dude. You do got faded. We come up. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know why we come up and stuff. You do faded. You do like faded or Darth Vader. I think that's why we get so many hits. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Oh shit. I might have to edit this episode, dude. Because there's so Darth Vader. Oh my god, DarthVader.com. Fucking a. This guy be somebody with that. You think that'd be that'd be crazy if somebody didn't have that. Darth Vader, yeah, it's probably already taken. God damn it. Hey, who knows? GoDaddy. <laughs> hey, did you see the new GoDaddy uh, commercial on Super Bowl? Uh, no, I did not. I no. didn't, but I've heard like three or four podcasts talking about it or something. Right. Like some guy kisses a girl or some girl. Some ah, the, the, the nerdy guy kissing the hot chick. Is that what it is? Is that, is that what it is? I, I don't know. I'm always, I'm always painting or working and stuff whenever I like listen to like, uh, I call it a uh, podcast, right? So I'm like, I'm like, oh, God, fair. Go daddy. I think it's like a nerdy dude, little, little nerdy guy kissing the supermodel. I think that's what it is. I don't know. Something that's like that. That's what it is? It was controversial. God, faded. No, whatever. God, faded. <laughs> God damn it. Dude, mixing beer with wine is so awesome. <laughs> Dude, what kind yeah, of wine are we drinking right now? It's uh, Australian, right? Australian, man. This is the stuff. I love this shit. Vanrock. Oh, dude, so you said you had some funny stories, right? Like like uh, living in Japan or something? Yeah. Or... Well, let's go for it, man. we got plenty of time. I mean... No, I got like weird theories about Japan. Like you... When did you move here? Dude, I moved here in 2003. Okay, 2003. So mushrooms were still legal. Oh, no, they just became illegal. But see, when I first came here, mushrooms were legal, right? Yeah. But when I first visited here for the first time with my uh, uh, old, 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 really evil that slept with all my friends' uh, girlfriends, right? <laughs> oh, God. Man, that sucks. Yeah, I think I told that story in the show, so everybody knows. Okay. If they don't know it. Trust me, that sucked. Okay, that sucked. <laughs> Spoiler, I survived. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah, I remember motorcycle like like uh, gangs, whatever, selling that shit by stations and shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I have a total theory about this shit. Um, oh, I thought you were gonna tell me a shroom story. Yeah, I got plenty, plenty of shroom stories. Nice. But I lived in Ibaraki when I first came. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're working for Eon. Or Eon, they, I, they like, I did an interview. They sold shrooms. <laughs> in my English lessons, I saw. <laughs> no, um, Eon told me, like, do you want to live in Tokyo or do you want to live near Tokyo? Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll live near Tokyo. And they oh, said, oh, you're going to... Tokyo can mean anything, though. Oh, you just sent me to Ibaraki, right? So I was in Ibaraki. Ibaraki is like, 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 kind of like, if California is Japan... No, if California is Tokyo, Ibaraki, Ibaraki is like what? Like Utah? Kind of, like, yeah. Would that be like Colorado? Kind of. It's not a commute. It's it's a voyage to get to Tokyo from okay. Ibaraki. Okay, all right. Gotcha. It's not near Tokyo at all. Anyway, but so they sent me out there and uh, there was a... When the shrooms were legal in Japan, I, this is the whole point I wanted to make. As a, as, a, as artists, we, we, we also use our creative minds in many ways and shrooms are wicked for that stuff, right? Yeah. Not anymore because they're illegal. But back in the day, Japan had a major advantage, I think, for with the shrooms. I, that's my own personal theory is that, hmm. you know, you look at the Japan, like, circa 2000, they were leading in animation and cinema, mm-hmm. video games, electronics, mm-hmm. and shrooms were legal. The shrooms became illegal. All of a sudden, Japan today is massively at a disadvantage compared to Korea or whatever, like a lot of it. That's I right. just, uh, Korean anime is actually really fucking awesome. Sure. 
and I, and Japan has lost their edge. And I personally think it's the shrooms. The shrooms were legal up until 2003. And there was a lot of people tripping. And I'm not talking about just in the club areas. I'm talking about in the suburbs, in the, the, the hills. People were tripping and just fucking, it was normal. And that was when it was legal. That was when it was cool. That was when everybody was, yeah, I'd like to just go drinking. Oh, you got shrooms? Okay, the shroom, man. Wow, dude, I never even thought about that. That is such a fucking great point of view. Like it, yeah. Social, like maybe if you want to think of it like social, sociological anthropology, like if you look at, dude, the Nintendo, Super Mario's always tripping on toadstools. That guy's always like... I never right? even thought about that. When Mario came out, shrooms were legal. So all the guys in Nintendo are like, dude, let's shroom and play some shrooms. You think they had a nickname for it? Who knows, man. Shrooming, heh. Dude, I was shrooming all night last night. And they're like, dude, what do you mean? You mean Mar play Mario? No, no, no. I was really shrooming. Oh, okay, great. All right. That's just a crazy theory I have. But I do really think that something happened at that time. Because if you look even at graphics and animation, Japan was really, really weird around 2002. Before the thing went, before everything went bust, there was a lot of freaks in the, in the, in the well, visual arts. Mm. There was a lot of freaky visual arts. Like really crazy use of color. Mm. There was this TV show. Do you know? Maybe if you're, your listeners know, I don't know, this is a show called Vermilion Pleasure Night. There was this comedy show. Do tell. Do you know that show? No? No, no, no. I never watched TV. Okay, there was Who's a home on Saturday? Oh, it's Saturday. Who's home? <laughs> this is the same, man. night and I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> but we're drinking. It's cool. It's drinking. It's cool. <laughs> there used to be a show on primetime TV, uh, 8 o'clock p.m. back in 2002-ish. I don't know. And it was called Vermilion Pleasure Night. It was a really hot group of girls who were really friggin' fucking funny. These chicks would... And it was totally shroomed out. If you watch that show, Vermilion Pleasure Night, you'll see total shroom trips it's just really weird and it was and that was legal so wow. you had all these you know really well japan you know how they are with with all, all sorts of other drugs are really strict oh, back in the way day strict right but back in the day they were cool with shrooms and then and back then their visuals are really strong and bold and cutting edge and but now they're all just boring and just repeating what everybody else is doing i don't know maybe it's not true but that's my theory i don't know Damn, dude. No. <clears throat> Your theory totally makes sense if you think about it. Yeah. Because when did, like, Jap when did Japanese culture kind of like go down a little bit, right? And I'm not saying go down like bad, but I'm saying it's not as like, like, all right. When you think about like Japanese porn or Japanese <laughs> anime and stuff, you're like, oh, yeah, there's squids and crazy shit all over the place. And yeah, that's that shit still happens. And stuff. Sure. But like fucking like, like maybe like before the 10 years ago and then before, that's when they're fucking just like thrashing it. They're like, dude. Let's make a porno with a squid. Dude, yeah. You know, okay. they just took it and then they fucking amplified it and they took it to the next level and next sure. level, next level like that. But now they're just like, yeah, let's just do more squid porn. Yeah, the, you know. The squid porn is nuts because the squid porn is ancient, though. That shit goes back. You can find drawings of squid porn from like 1700. Like, you can find chicks getting eaten out by squids in like old... Are you serious? Sure, Shunga. Wait, does that... Does that wait, what's the name of it? Shunga. 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 You'll find octopus sex. All sorts of really wonderful woodcuts. Damn, dude. Everybody check it out. Shunga. Get some... Get your jerk on. Actually, I, I think we have a lot of Shunga like on our website. Actually, that's why we didn't get sponsored by... Uh, uh, I'm not even going to really? say the name, but yeah, we didn't get sponsored by one company because we had too much porn on our website. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'll tell you about it after the show. I, 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 I want to say... I, I can't say the name of it because if I say the name, then I give them credit. Right. So I'm going to say it's like a, this 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 uh, company that begins with A and shit. Yeah, basically, we didn't get sponsored by them because we have too much porn. Okay. We don't have much porn. We just have... Well, we got pornographic so, images, but it's not a porn. It's erotic no. art. 
Uh, it's probably the... Oh, yeah, it's got to be the squid shit. Yeah, we got squid plants. Folks, come to GotPaintedJapan.com. Yeah, well, that's old, but but you're right, though. I, I do think there was a, something happened, man. Like, after post, I don't know, 2004, I don't know, things got a bit boring. I don't know, not boring, but Japan's still going to keep their advantage, but... Uh, when they had that shroom edge on on the nice. rest of Asia and the rest of the world, you have these really detailed oriented engineers, mm. you know, doing their Nintendo coding. I'm sure somebody tripped on shrooms and said, "Yeah, Rayo's got to eat shrooms," and then he's got big, gets big, and then he kills everybody. For sure, there was some influence. Oh, I encourage yeah. people to prove me wrong. I, I hope it's right. I don't know. Maybe it's wrong. But it's just it's the shroom edge. I don't theory. think you're wrong at all with that, dude. That seems 100% legit, dude. It might be, you know, it might be. We'll find something else. I mean, seriously, like, out of the shrooms, if you think about it, okay, if shrooms didn't get you fucked up, I mean, fucking the next logical thing would be carrots. Mario's running around, he's eating carrots and shit. Because, I mean, shrooms, shrooms are fucking ugly. They're nasty. They're a fungus. I mean, a fungus is like, wait, boogers are fungus, right? Yeah, yeah. Something like that, but still, I mean, fucking. <laughs> Fungus is like nasty and shit. The last thing you want is fucking like a guy eating like shrooms, like mushrooms, and getting up. No, no kid likes mushrooms, right? Uh-huh. It would have to be chocolate. This, if, the, if shrooms didn't get you fucked up, and they didn't do shrooms and shit like that. They'd be chocolate. eating chocolate to get fucking. That's interesting. Well, well, the, guess, the shroom motif is still like Docomo's got the, the mushroom hat thing campaign going on still. The toadstool hat campaign going. Yeah, AKB48 girls, right? That's the leftovers, man. That's the leftovers from a generation of shroomers that that really moved shit in like the late, the early 2000s and then it got busted. So there's some like old, 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 old like executive CEO that's somewhere stashed away like in the AKB48 headquarters and he's like, I want these bitches with shrooms. For sure, man. Wasn't wasn't it Steve Jobs used to say that they, that you couldn't work for him unless you, you took LSD or shrooms or something like that. That's like in terms of like. Oh, he said that. Yeah, no, you used to take LSD. Right. So and so in terms of like in, in like cutting edge industrial engineering, yeah, maybe you want to trip before you figure out some really crazy intuitive operating system. Mm. But back in the day, man, were you? Did you ever see those Yoyogi uh, shroom parties in the park? The raving. Everybody had different sound systems in Yogogi Park back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before they went illegal, too. They yeah, went yeah. illegal, too, a- right? Actually, I organized a couple of those. You know what I mean? Back in that, th- I don't know, but did they still. Su- when did the sound systems become illegal at night? Uh, that was like no, 2006 no, no. or something, or is it still going? What happened was, actually, like maybe like about a year and a half ago, they, they, they found this uh, loophole where you could have like sound systems on the street, but not in the park. So what happened was they, they had all the DJs and the speakers like on the street pointed to the park and everybody's inside the park right? DJ or oh, dancing yeah. and stuff like that. Was that last year or the year before last? Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, but no, they, they, they still kind of have those. But I think I think the cops have totally cut down and shit. Because, I mean, people are like fucking and shit. There's little kids walking around oh, and really? shit. I'm fucking drunk puking somewhere. It's just a mess. But I remember in the, when they were really legal, the park was so much fun because you'd have like... You'd have like at least I don't know, remember six to eight sound systems in different parts of the park, just little mini parties. Oh yeah, yeah. But then you'd have the shroom guy. There would always be a shroom guy with a lantern and he's like Mexican and holly and shrooms from Amsterdam. And then the, now, that was a long time ago because I don't was, remember the shroom guy. There was I would have remembered the shroom guy. That was like two thousand two, three ish, before they went illegal. And then the cops would come. I never forget we were in there was like the a, cops like everybody's gotta leave except for the shroom guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you can stay, buddy. <laughs> you know, you know that you know, you, you know in Yoyogi there's, sorry, yeah, and there's that like a fountain area. Mm, yeah. You know, there was like the guys with the drum circles over oh, there. Oh, the drum circle the drum guys. Circle guys. Yeah. 
So in, at night there'd be like three or four sound systems, and in between there'd be like a shroom dude. He'd come out with a lantern and he'd have his shrooms there. There's only one guy. Oh, well, there'd a be a couple. There were probably a couple. I don't know, but I I noticed one night there was one guy, and then the cops wanted to bust him, right? And then all the the guys were about the people at the parties would come and surround the cops and say, "Leave him alone. He doesn't got any weed. He's just selling shrooms, and that's legal, right?" And then oh, it was it was so funny. They were harassing this guy. There was like four cops harassing a guy, and this this really hot hippie chick whacked out of her head like totally taking like heroic dose of shrooms just like gets right between the cops and says like leave him alone like he's not selling weed he's selling shrooms it's legal right wow. and, then the, and then the cops I love hippie chicks no I don't love hippie chicks and then, and then the cops went and everybody's like yeah go home go home and then the party went on it was it was really fun time at that time and it was really there was a lot of freaks and like not even in the, just in the, the cool club areas but in the suburbs there was a lot of people tripping on Shrooms. I mean, we're talking a lot about shrooms tonight, but no, 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 no. We can talk about shrooms. We can talk about anything you want, man. It's all good. But it, that's my whole theory. That's part of the theory about the creative age that Japan had at that time. You know what I mean? Damn, dude, that's fucking amazing. You know, it's fucking. It's really cool that, like, in like fucking like like this day and age, that a, a country still could have fucking shrooms legal. But now it doesn't. But now it doesn't. And, <laughs> and, that, and, and but the, now it recently doesn't. And now recently, though, with 10 years. And look at the design. It's rather mediocre. I mean, when was the last time a big Japanese uh, video game hit came out? Shit, I don't know. You know better than me. I mean, uh, big franchise. That one, that Tokyo, Tokyo Afterworld, where you're an animal, you got to eat the shit. That's pretty cool. Uh, you know, I don't think... Oh, jeez, I don't... The, the Zot, no. Angry Bird, no. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, no. no that's uh, right, man. Mario, uh, no. Yeah. Zelda, no. Fuck, dude. Zelda, Mario, so. Yeah, fucking like, yeah, it's gone to shit. Kinda, you know what I mean? But I mean, the animation's still strong. There's so many highly skilled animators in Japan that are really above. All. But you're right, like you said earlier, I mean, Korean animation's equally good, I'm sure. Mm. In terms of value, if you're a producer, I mean, you wanna probably go to Korea for value versus Japan. But Japan's got a lot of crazy visionaries still, but. No, no, there's a lot of really, really good stuff coming out of Japan and stuff. I mean, I mean, by people that have been, like, listening to the Gap 8 Minute and stuff, they know that there's a lot of, like, I mean, from, like, listening to, like, the Steven interview, there's a lot of movies and stuff that are pretty high and stuff, but, yeah, I guess, I guess Japan's doing pretty good, but it could be doing a whole lot better if it just kind of rewound the record a little bit and talked, and started, like, doing shrooms, I guess. I guess, I guess, I mean, fucking, like, I mean... History comes again, I guess. Well, maybe that maybe that's the case. I mean, if if you want to look at what Steve Jobs said, you know, if you, you you're not going to work with me unless you did. I'm not a Steve Jobs freak cult guy, but I mean, like, yeah. if, if, as a creative person, yeah, I'll take roids to get where I want to get as a creative person. Oh yeah, what roids? You mean like 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 mental like... roids? Oh okay, I don't know, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, really? No, Does this okay. shit work? <laughs> it's creative roids. I don't know, man. I know a doctor that prescribes. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know anybody. You know what I mean? But like, I I'll, I'll totally uh, go on adventures if I can. You know what I mean? To to see what what's out there creatively. And uh, if you're an engineer or you're working for a software company or hardware, whatever, man. Mm. That shit, there's a lot of people internationally who will totally take that advantage away from these Japanese guys now. Mm. And they're at a, they're at, they're totally at a really uh, total disadvantage. Now it seems because of that. Mm. I don't know. I, maybe it's totally facetious, but I, it's, it's quite interesting to see if it was true, though. Wow, that is pretty interesting. Damn, dude. Yeah, wow, shrunks. But Japan, J- Japanese designers and artists and uh, mm-hmm. software programmers, I'm sure, are, are mm-hmm. Japanese people are Japanese people are so uh, detail oriented. So you have like really good final products. 
Um, a lot there of time. There's a lot of great detail on here. It's yeah. In anything you buy that's Japanese, it's so detail oriented, which is why I think they've also lost an advantage a little bit because, you know, Chinese companies and Korean companies will mm. put things to market much quicker than than Japanese companies who will put it through these testing procedures and. Oh, and then, testing procedure. Yes, and then they don't make decisions to go with it until it's fully gone through two years of testing, and then by then somebody else has already sold it. Is that how long it takes for like your your? Uh, does it take two years to like no. get like a? How long does it take for you for to a get a uh, umbrella tested? Oh, you can do it quickly, but I mean, in terms of okay, let's say you're yeah. developing a prototype of something, yeah. and then you want to test it, and then you mm. they say oh it's bad, so you go back and you refine your prototype and you test it again. And for then, an umbrella, it goes to that no, well, process. Yeah, well, for example, for example right? yeah. yeah. For umbrellas, it's yeah. not that hard. Yeah. You can pretty much do it in like, I mean, even if it's long, like half a year. But if it's like mm-hmm. a electronic product, like a, I don't know, like anything, like a camera or phone, or, I find that the Japanese companies are, are a, little, a lot more rigorous in testing, and which makes them slower and less dynamic than other countries' companies. God damn, dude, that sucks. It sucks, but they put out good shit, but it's just like always well, it like... it just means the quality's bit, higher though, right? Quality's higher, but they're a bit behind the wave, you know, like they're, they're like catching up to the other companies because the other companies are putting it to market, quick, market quicker. Uh, Except yeah. for cars. Japan, Japan still dominates with cars. That's oh true. my god, the Mitsubishi Eclipse is so fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I run over... Dude, fucking get this, man. Fucking... I, I went back to Michigan, right? And fucking like, this is like what? About a year ago... About a year and a half ago, I went back to Michigan, right? And I'm from Detroit, so I went to, like, Detroit uh, International Airport. So I'm there, and I'm, like, I go to, like, one of the, the car companies and shit. I'm, like, listen, just drive me to, like, a, uh, a place where I can rent a car. And they're, like, boom. They drive me to this place and stuff. I'm, like, I just need to rent a car. They're like, uh, yeah, we've got the Mitsubishi this, the Mitsubishi that, the Mitsubishi this, the Mitsubishi Eclipse. I'm, like, uh, which one's the cheapest one? They're, like, well, actually, all we have is the Eclipse. I'm, like, oh, give, give me Eclipse, right? And I got the Eclipse, dude. And I'm driving around fucking, I'm, like, thinking, wait a second. This is Detroit, the home of fucking cars, and I just rented from the airport. The only car that they had was a fucking Mitsubishi. Wow. Holy shit, but I gotta say, that was a fucking sweet car. That's a good car, eh? Oh, That's dude, cool. it was so fast, dude. I'm fucking yeah. driving, and I looked down, and I, I didn't even know how fast I was going. I looked down, and all of a sudden, I'm going 120, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is awesome. I've never driven a Mitsubishi, it's cool. No, Mitsubishis are great cars. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a good reputation. Yeah, my, 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 my ancestors would totally kill my ass if I if they heard me say that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been working in factories for fucking our whole lives, and fucking, there you are, driving Japanese cars. <laughs> They're awesome. Sorry, great-grandpa. Wow, so you're, you're Detroit. Mm. Around Detroit? Yeah, yeah Hamtramck. Oh, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, the whole all around Detroit. Really? So, yeah. Wow. Mm. That's cool, man. So you've been to Windsor and shit? The boring, oh, dude, the, yeah, the boring, yeah, yeah. The boring Detroit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Huh? <laughs> the boring Detroit, is it? No, see, the thing is with Windsor, though, is like when you're like, like uh, when you turn 18 oh. and 19, you can go over yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. And all of a sudden, they're like, like okay. we can go to strip clubs and drink alcohol, and they show you your pussy. Sweet. We're like, whoa! And that's you go there right, and shit and gamble and stuff. That's yeah. Right. Well, from Ontario, I'm from Toronto. <laughs> yeah. 18, Ontario is 18, but if you go to mm-hmm. Quebec, it's like 17. So you always used to go over there. I think it was 16, sorry. Are you so, serious? You can drink at 16 to 17 in fucking Ontario? In Quebec. Oh, Quebec. Quebec. So we used to go to Montreal and party back in the day and winter crazy fucking parties and stuff. Oh, yeah. dude, winter chickens are fucking awesome, Quebec, dude. Quebec rocks. Montreal is so fun, man. That's a great city. Except for mm. the winter. It's so fucking cold, but it's an awesome city. It's a great city. But the girls keep you warm, right? Hey, French chicks are cute, too. Wait, are they French? They're French-Canadian. Yeah, they got a lot of French in them. God 
Damn it! Wait, wait, wait a second. Do they shave? <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, you should know, right? Well, well yeah. Well, oh wait, you're based married. on my experience, you have no idea, right? Shave their <laughs> armpits. Uh, shave anybody. <laughs> what do you mean, do, man? The armpits are necessity. The legs is optional, and the pussy is fucking and whatever. Yeah, well, that's a bonus. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think they know about razors, so they probably, they probably shave. Yeah. Well, that was kind of like the, you know, I mean, fucking like, okay, okay. How old are you? I'm like 43, man. 43? Oh, dude, fucking, I'm like I'm 35. I'm 30. No, you're not a geezer at all and shit, but we're about the same, like, kind of like generations. Yeah, like yeah, that. sure, yeah. So, but the thing is, like, I mean, fucking, like, my point was, because I thought, I thought you might be my age or younger and shit, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I thought you might be like, like, 32 or something like that. So, my thing is like this. You and I both grew up with, like, without internet, right? Yeah, basically. Well, I mean, like, the internet came and shit, but it was just, like, it was, like, See. not internet, internet. It's not how it is now, right? Yeah. So, fucking, like, when I was a kid and shit, like, fucking, like, a rumor would, like, old, the, the stereotypical thing is, like, like, yeah, you know, in France and stuff, the girls there, they have, like, underarm hair, and they got hairy legs and shit, and some of them have mustaches, and you're just, like, really? You got, no way, no way. <laughs> and fucking, like, I mean, of course now we know it's all fake and there's a bunch of bullshit and shit, yeah. but when you're a kid and stuff, there's no internet. So fucking, like, if one person says something like that, all of a sudden everybody believed it. Sure, sure. So fucking, for, like, the longest time, like, everybody believed that, like, French girls kind of, like, had underarm hair and shit. Sure, sure. But well, back in the day, that was fake, right? Well, no, I don't know, maybe it's not fake, but based on porn, basically, if you look at porn, uh, then if you look at, like, well, shaved porn, then it was in the 80s that razors became used by the, were invented by humanity, basically. Well, I, I don't know about that. I just mean that it became, wait, wait a second. Yeah, I mean, pubic hair like kind of disappeared around like the late 80s, right? And that was like kind of the beginning of the, the razor usage. That's the theory. But oh. even if you look at 70s chicks, those 70s chicks had different nipples, man. That's my theory. No way! They were different, man. They were like oh, different. They were like, shit, dude, look no, no. at 70s Playboy, man. Those girls had different different diet, a mm. different like uh, lifestyle. Wait, wait, wait. Um, I'm thinking like now, because I've been living in Japan so long. Okay, okay. I think now like a lot of like, wait, now it's more like kind of like, like kind of like, like mosquito bites, right? Well, yeah, I guess there's a lot of variety, but yeah, maybe. But back in the day, it was bite, more yeah. like kind of like like pancakes. I don't know, pan, pan, I don't know, man. I find they were more skyward. They were like pointing upward. There was a more, much more positive time in the, in the world, more, less negativity, cynicism. Perhaps they were pointing skyward in a very proud way. I don't know, fuck. Oh, dude, because I learned about like like nipples and like titties from fucking like Motley Crue like music videos and shit when go, I was a man. kid. There you go, man. But it was it's just a theory, man. That that seventies nipples were different, man. That's God. Damn, dude, that's fucking awesome. Just encourage your readers to pipe in on that. And see what if they have any theories. No, no, they're fucking listening to this on the computer and shit. Fucking, they're like, no, it's not. <laughs> Google seventies nipples, man. See what happens. Seventies yeah. <laughs> get some freakish nipples. I don't know what happens, man. That is fucking amazing. I never thought about like the seventies nipples. I know about the seventies bush and shit was like way bigger and stuff. Then again, you know, I think in the eighties it became more of like the jet strip. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. Like the in the like nineties, yeah. it became like more of like the. Uh, this is gone. Yeah, the table. Yeah, the, table. the flatness. <laughs> the table. It's like the movie, like, Dune. Like, it's all gone, right? Yeah. Speaking of the movie Dune, dude, I tried to watch that recently on my fucking, like, cable box, right? Right. What dude, happened? Dune, can you watch the whole movie sober? <laughs> oh, man. Like, from beginning to end? I, I can only go, like, at least 15 minutes before I got to turn <laughs> up. I'm like, dude, I'm fucked up and this sucks. Did I, I, geez, last night I saw Dune, it was so long, man. I got to watch that again. It's been a while. 
God, dude, I mean, fucking, I was like, fucking, like, it came up in my, like, I got this cable box where, like, fucking new movies pop up and shit, and it tells you about them. It's like, Dune. I'm like, oh, Dune, fucking, yeah. Stanley Kubrick, fuck yeah. Was it Kubrick? Well, whatever. So, fucking, I'm watching it, I'm like, well, there's Sting. Yeah, he's running around doing his thing, and then there's the guy from Desperate Housewives. Yeah, he's See, doing I, always, thing. I always get Dune and Sting confused with David Bowie and Labyrinth. Remember? Oh, really? Yeah. We did the fucking crystal ball thing. Yeah, yeah. that's right, man. Well, the difference is Labyrinth had, like, fucking, like... Good puppets. Yeah, good yeah. puppets. Oh, God, yeah. They, they had music Jim in that Henson, movie. Uh, Jim Henson. Holy shit, yeah. Oh, man, that guy was a visionary, man. Yeah, well, he's doing shrooms. <laughs> Who knows? Probably, yeah, man. Back in the day. Oh, God. Shrooms! <laughs> back to shrooms. <laughs> it all goes back to shrooms. I got faded. Actually, it all goes back to blues. Speaking of blues, can I get some more wine? Of course. I can take a whiz. Is it possible to take a whiz during your podcast? Or Sounds like you're taking a whiz right now. Oh, oh, here we go. Okay. All right, cool. All right, you want to take a break? We're at 59. We're like uh, about an hour. Is that cool? Yeah, I'm cool, dude. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back. All right, folks, we're going to take a five-minute break, but for you, it's going to be two seconds. All right, peace. Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the second part of God Faded Minute, and yeah. I'm still Johnny, and you're still John. Johnny. Yeah, that's right. And, folks, it seems like we took a break for, like, like two or three seconds, but actually it's been about, like, maybe an hour of drinking and um, just fucking... Yeah, basically shit. just drinking and shooting the shit. <laughs> so, all right, this next part of this show is going to be a little bit more um, abstract. Yeah. Abstract. That's a good way to put it, yeah? Yep. All right, dude. So, if I can... We're talking about, like, like interesting things that you're talking stories. about and stuff like... Yeah, stories. Uh, yeah, we have the we English. Uh, I when I did my time as an English teacher, and I still um, still work. Well, I still do a couple little things on the side, but I really don't do that anymore. But anyway, I had funny stories because I remember just like uh, English dot com. You know, English shit. English. English, yeah. English. E n g r i s h. Right. So I had this one student that was really so funny. I'll never forget it. And then she came to my class, and she was like. Uh, I went to San Francisco and I got crabs, she said. <laughs> I was like, no, you did not get crabs in San Francisco. You you ate crabs in San Francisco. Uh, wait, are you sure you're correcting her? Because, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of dudes went to San Francisco and got crabs. <laughs> For sure, a lot of people got Trust crabs. Trust me, I know. I'm from San Francisco. <laughs> I never got crabs, oh, no. though. So funny. Well, yeah, oh, man, that was so nice. That was that was a funny story. That's one. Oh uh, man, that's pretty sweet. That, what actually, else? I think that's probably the best story I've ever heard. <laughs> that was awesome. going to San I went to San Francisco. Oh, I got AIDS. Oh, you're not funny. I got crabs. You're pretty funny. I couldn't explain to her why is it that I can't say got crabs. Yeah, how do you explain that as an English teacher, right? Wait, no, I went you to didn't San Francisco get crabs. I, I went to San Francisco and I got a boat. <laughs> I I got a I I got a present. I got a. <laughs> I got yeah, crabs. Get, you don't want to get crabs in San Francisco. That's, you don't want that. I got hives. <laughs> I know you mean the hiv. I don't know. <laughs> the hiv. Yeah, we had a couple funny. There was a, I had one guy who mm. you were you made that technology facial recognition technology. You know that shit that they use in Facebook and stuff. He now. made that. Yeah, for like airport security, right? No shit. Yeah, and then I he was my student, and then he was like, uh, you know, we have this technology. We can, you know. 
biometrics, I think they call it. You measure the width of your eyes and the shape of your face and the, the heat spots on your face and all that shit. That's how they do that shit? That's how they do that shit. Oh my god, that's like CSI. Yeah, and he was like a really serious student and then he was like so, you know, really boring guy actually. So then one day I'm like, you know, he's telling me about the latest technology. I'm like, what if you have like two twins? And I like, can you tell if one's evil and one's good? And then he fucking, it was just really weird, but I just like fucking blew his mind. He's like, I can tell if one smokes cigarettes or not. And you can do that, he said. It was like really weird, man. What? It affects the skin, man. If you smoke cigarettes, like your skin becomes shit. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know. Oh but my anyway, God, are you serious? Yeah, wow. but that, my question was, can you, if you have like two evils and two twins and one's evil and one's good, can you tell which one is which with the facial recognition technology? He said, yes. If one smokes cigarettes, that's what that was his answer. It was funny, man. Well, otherwise, English teaching was like. <laughs> and the one that smokes cock has got the bigger mouth. Like, yes, <laughs> that's fucking amazing. Yeah, it was an interesting story, man. It was interesting. Yeah, I've had a good moments, a couple good moments in that. But I usually, oh. when I'm English teaching, I'm looking out the window at the clouds, thinking about <laughs> thinking about what groceries I gotta buy when I go home and stuff. <laughs> I'm like making a grocery list and pointing at the whiteboard. Oh god! Shitty job. It's not a shitty job. It's just like a, it pays the bills. It does pay the bills. It pays the but bills. I gotta tell you one thing that pays the bills is fucking awesome. Is fucking making umbrellas. Oh, really, man? Dude, making umbrellas. I gotta say thank you so much for coming on this show. You made, oh, man, you made friends, such a man. pleasure and what stuff. The hell, man? And dude, you're, you're all right. One more time. Plug your website. Okay, it's uh, okay. Just go to pumpkinbrella.com. Okay, and you gotta spell it, dude. Pumpkinbrella. No, no, you gotta spell because like okay, you and check. I, like we are with. Okay, okay, folks. Okay, I'll do it. It's p u m p k i n b r e l l a dot com, and then you'll see my shit and whatever you know. If you guys are uh, interested in some items, let me know. If you watch the Godfaded Minute, Mal gives you guys a discount or something like that. How about this? How about this? Oh, dude, dude be, care be careful. We've been drinking for a while. You're going to say some shit. You're going to yeah. be great. You're how gonna... about this? How about this? Oh, if if no. you can email me that who who invented the umbrella hat. Let's see if you can figure out who invented the umbrella hat. Then I'll give you a discount on an order. What kind of a discount? I don't know, 20% or something like that. What the fuck? Are you but you serious? guys got to have the right answer who invented the umbrella dude, hat. You know, everybody that's listening to this show has got Google, right? Well, man, I'll, I'll set you up, man. If you order from my site and you can tell me who invented the umbrella hat, I'll give you a 20%. And if you mention Got Faded, and when you order through my site, then I will give you a 20% discount. But you have to have the right answer to who invented the umbrella hat. Okay, that's pretty awesome. But how much does your umbrellas usually cost? They it's cost like $200. So well, nobody's going to do it. Up until now, we've been selling only Japanese-made items, yeah. which are really expensive, frankly. Oh. And the lowest, the cheapest one was like 150 bucks. But now with the new series we got, which are made outside of Japan, we got mm -hmm. like some for like 8,000 yen. Oh. So... Let me know, but take your time on that, people. If you mention Got Faded and you saw this, if you listen to this podcast and you can answer who invented the umbrella hat and you mention Got Faded, I'll give you some discount. But you gotta answer the problem question correctly. That's who, pretty awesome. Who invented the umbrella hat? Wait, if they send you an email, where can they send the email? You go through the site, you order through the site. Okay, and, and there you go. It's okay. in like, there's like a section that says, how did you find out about our site? If you, in that part, if you mention who made the umbrella hat and the God Faded podcast, then I will give you a discount. 
fucking awesome, man. John, thank you so much for being here at Got Faded Japan. It's been a pleasure, man. And fucking, this has been the Got Faded Minute, episode number seven. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. And fucking next week, Sean and uh, Shank and Johnny will definitely be here. All right, folks, catch you on the flip side. Yo, what's up, folks? There's a couple of things we love here at Got Faded Japan. And, well, as you know, it's booze and news. But one thing we also love is art. We love art at Got Faded Japan. And in fact, you should love art too. So come on down to thespillthink.com, thespillthink.com. We have all your artistic needs. We've got paintings for sale, t-shirts for sale. Hells yeah, we even have a book. Come on down and check out the book. We've got videos. If you'd like to see a couple of videos on how the art is made, check it out too. And also, thespillthink.com can also be used for commission. If you have something in mind that you want to be made, come on down to thespillthink.com and have it made for you. Thespillthink.com. Making art, producing art for all your artistic needs. Spilting.com. Am I going to say it again? Fuck yeah, I'll say it again. Spilting.com. I'll even spell it. T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Spilting.com. It's a good song, isn't it? What's up, folks? There's a new app in town titled Main Pursuit. Main Pursuit is a new app slash website that helps people have amazing adventures and vacations. So how it works is this. People who have already experienced amazing adventures and vacations have been going to Main Pursuit and uploading photos and writing about like adventures that they've been having so that you, the public, can experience the same thing. No more going to New York and just seeing the Statue of Liberty. No, 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 no. Now you'll be able to find the best cafes, best restaurants, best spas, best nightclubs in town. And you know what? It's not going to be anything that's going to be in like some kind of like a little tourist brochure or tourist book or something like that. No, 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 no. This is where you get the real deal from real people. So come on down to MainPursuit.com. And for a limited time, if you go to MainPursuit.com slash Japan, you might have the chance to win a free iPad. That's right, a free iPad. So go down to MainPursuit.com slash Japan, and you can win yourself a free iPad. Any strings attached? Not that I see. I'm like Pinocchio. I ain't got no strings. And neither does Main Pursuit. So come on down to MainPursuit.com slash Japan and check it out and win yourself a free iPad. Check it.